0: Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I'll be interviewing Rabbi Moshe Briski, Shliach to the Caneo Valley, California, and director of the Caneo Jewish Academy on the topic of building a center of Torah. Thank you, Rabbi Briski, for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Haslacha in their Shluchas.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Let's get right to it. Was there a point in your Shluchas that you realized you wanted to become a Torah center? not just a Chabad house that runs many programs, including classes?
1: No, I don't think it came about from us deciding that we want to be an adult education institute or a Torah center. It came about the opposite way. It came really from the Baba request for more classes. So we always had a class or two during the week in the Chabad house, and then... An individual decided he'd like to invite a rabbi to his house for a study group with his friends, and then uh, the wives decided that they wanted a study group for their friends, and it started to blossom from one study group to the next. And before you knew it, we were involved with many different people from many different circles on Torah study on a weekly basis. And that's when we said, you know what, there's something here that can be created uh, in the world of adult education, something unique, something special, and uh, we came up with the idea of the Kameo Jewish Academy. that uh, will focus completely on adult education.
0: So why did you decide to make it a separate organization called the Kameo Jewish Academy, and not just like many Chabad houses that have a variety of programs, including adult education, and they have a, a, a bunch of classes under the category adult education? So the
1: focus is what we wanted to present to the community was that there is an institution an organization that is completely focused on adult education. And you don't have to feel that you belong to the group. You don't have to belong to the synagogue. There are hundreds, if not thousands of individuals that are members in local temples or in other organizations, and they needed to feel that this was their adult education institute. So it's not in any type of way to hide the Chabad affiliation. They all know it's affiliated with Chabad. But whereas if it's just Chabad, there is the impression that that means that they belong to Chabad and that they go to your synagogue. And here, they may be members elsewhere, but the Kineo Jewish Academy is their home for adult education. So it gave it that type of focus. And it also gives it a, a sense of seriousness. Uh, a sense of that this is a Maisha that uh, takes its adult education seriously. Uh, for all those reasons, it, it seems to work very, very well.
0: And you, Takah, uh, found that people who are members in other places are comfortable to come to your classes because it is—it sort of absolutely. Has its own... We
1: have we have a roster of three and a half thousand students. These are not necessarily people that come to everything, obviously, but over the course of time. Three and a half thousand different people have taken a class or a course at the academy. Um, that would not necessarily be if it was simply just a shliach giving classes at his chabad house under the chabad banner, under the chabad name. It's because it's created as it's a project of chabad of the kinei, but it's its own moisid. and uh, people people look at it very differently.
0: What would you recommend to a shliach in a small town or just a smaller Jewish population, and they come, come, get a nice group for the one class that they offer? Well, like
1: I've said by many of the the workshops that I've given on adult education, that it, it doesn't overnight become an academy or any other name you decide to call your your mice. It, it starts first and foremost in the shliach's mindset, and I, I'll add the shluchas mindset as well. Uh, if if the couple decides that adult education is a very important part of their shluchas. They have to make that as a determination, and they have to devote a certain amount of their time to it. Uh, unfortunately, many times, and we're all guilty of this, is that you have a class at 8 o'clock, so you open up your Safer at seven thirty, seven forty-five. you'll read through a sikhah real quick, and you'll come into your class at 8 o'clock, and you'll deliver a sicha. And Now, you may be a great teacher, and that may work for you, but the bottom line is that most students see through that, and they know if the teacher took something seriously. You know, if they got a handout, if they got a class outline, if the teacher has notes. These are all things that they pick up on. And, and, and the point that I very often make is, is the student. You, you have to think through the mindset of your potential student. If you're thinking that your students are the people that come to your school then that's the way your adult education will remain. It will be catered towards them, and your audience will not grow unless your school continues to grow. If you want to make adult education something that's open to every single Jewish family in your community, whether they're affiliated with you or not affiliated with you, that you are the place to go to for adult education, then you have to keep in mind what you're competing with and what's out there, what's in the minds of the of the average Jewish family that lives in your community. They're not coming to your shul most likely because they're not comfortable with orthodoxy, or they may not like Chabad for whatever reason it may be, or they don't feel that they belong. They consider themselves secular, they consider themselves reformed, they consider themselves conservative. So why would I ever go to a Chabad center? That's number one. Now they may not say that to you, but that's what they're thinking in the back of their mind. Number two is, why, why am I interested in taking a class or a course anyway? Why should I? So you need to keep that in mind, that your job is to convince them that it's good for them. Number three is, why should they come to you in their spare time, when they worked hard all day, and there are so many other choices and options for them to do in the evening? And I, I've often told workshops that I've given on the subject of adult education, keep in mind the billions of dollars of marketing that we're up against. Because during the course of any given day, an individual has seen billboards or advertisements or emails or heard about it from some colleague at work, what they should do that night, what movie they should see, what concert they should go to, what television show they have to see, what restaurant they have to go to. So all of this is working against you. There's so much competing for that hour, for that 90 minutes. And you want to tell them, no, come to me. And if you're talking about a couple and they have children, that means you want to call a babysitter up, get a babysitter to watch the kids so that you should leave the house and then come back an hour and a half later. You have to answer them, why? Why is it worth it? And you have to think about all of this when you're preparing adult education. That You have to prepare a solid program, something really worth it of their time, worth it of their sacrifice, and in your own marketing is is answer some of these questions that I posed why should they come to you?
0: So how can a shliach living in a very secular town make Torah study more appealing?
1: You think along the lines of of the Jews of that community, who are you who are you tailoring to? If you're tailoring to totally secular Jews you got to come up with subject matters that are important to them that they care about. Think about some current events perhaps, think about some controversial issues that may bring them through the front door Think about a crash course on the basics of Judaism. Uh, think about an introductory course to the Bible. But in, in the title and in the marketing of it, you've got to say, I'm marketing this towards the secular Jew. Think along those lines. What would the secular Jew be interested in? It's not a bad idea if you have a friend or two in that community, that secular of the target audience that you're looking for, is to speak to them and to say, what would get you to come to me on a Tuesday night? What subject interests you? You may hear medical ethics, you may hear legal ethics, uh, history, Jewish history, things that are part of where you're not throwing it in their face, that if you come here, you're going to become observant in five weeks. That may be what they're at least a little bit afraid of, and that's why they're intimidated, and that's why they're not planning on coming. So you got to soften it. you got to find a way to open the door for them, make it easy for them to decide to come. Thank I would say that the, the first course that we gave in the academy that really broke through the barriers that we saw a 100-person sign up for, which was, again, this was, I believe, our second year of the academy. The first year we offered a whole bunch of different courses, and this class had six people, this one had three people, this one had nine people, this one had 12. But it, it, it was it was good for a first year, but the first course that really it, it changed everything for us was we based it on the title of Simon Jacobson's book, Toward a Meaningful Life. This was way before JLI came out with a course on Toward a Meaningful Life. This was right when the book came out. Um, And we did a course called Toward a Meaningful Life, and we marketed it everywhere. We put in ads in the newspapers, um, and we had 100 people sign up for the course. So it, it, it didn't have the connotation of Come here and and learn Torah, although it was all filled with Torah, but it was about a meaningful life. That's an example of how you're going to use the skill of marketing, you're going to find an avenue, a way in, and uh, something will catch. And this is is not to say to hide that there's a Jewish element, but it's how it's presented because you're targeting a secular audience.
0: Can you give us a breakdown of the different types of adult education classes that are being offered in the Kineo Jewish Academy and that any SLIAC can incorporate into their program? I I break
1: up the the semesters and again this is only if you're able and you're in a position to develop a full-blown adult education center but we break it up into various different departments and you don't have to do all of these departments you can do what works for you so there are courses and the course means it has a start date and an end date it's a four-week series it's a three-week series it's a six-week series and that's very valuable because people don't want to register for something that's forever. They want to know, okay, I'm going to invest three Tuesday nights, and I'm going to learn a particular subject. So I'm going to learn the history of the Jews during a particular period of time, uh, and it's going to take me three weeks to do it. They, they know what they're being asked for. So that's the idea of the course. The other type of student you get is the study group. We're going to learn on every Wednesday afternoon at lunchtime. We're going to study together. It's open every Wednesday whether you can come or not. It's open for all and it's continuously ongoing. That's that's your study group and that usually has its own type of students that come to. Then you do workshops where a workshop is a one-time event but it's hands-on. You're teaching them something. Uh, a hands-on workshop, let's suppose it's uh, on kosher where you're going to take them on a tour of a supermarket and go up and down the aisles and show them how you know if an item is kosher or not. Um, we have had here in the past the pickle-making workshop, which gets a huge turnout every single time. Why? Because to a secular Jew, it's not frightening. They love to learn about how pickles are made, but what's the whole idea of the pickle-making workshop is as the instructor is giving it, he's te- teaching all about kashrus. So it's a workshop. You're, it's hands-on. It's fun. Uh, a workshop that always works well with secular Jews is a challah-baking workshop. They all remember their bubbies, challah, and you're going to teach them how to bake challah. It's non-threatening to them. They love to go to cooking workshops. They're going to bake something that's important in their family heritage, while at the same time the Rebutson is teaching them the beauty of Shabbos. The Rebetzin has an opportunity to get to meet new ladies. The Rebetzin has an opportunity to invite people to our house for Shabbos. These are avenues when you're in a secular community that you have to use as tools to get to meet new people. Then there are lectures. Lectures have two different reasons. You bring in a guest speaker for one of two reasons. Number one is because he's good at a particular topic, and people are going to be inspired by that topic, and it's going to move them in their journey of Yiddish That's one. There's a second reason for a lecture that I use, and that's to bring new people through your doors. The fellow talks about something that's parv, doesn't really matter that much, but this particular speaker is gonna bring a hundred new faces through your door. And in that hundred faces, you will have an opportunity in your introduction to the speaker to market next week we're starting a class on this and this and that and maybe pick up five, six new students out of it. So the lecturer, obviously not if he's saying anything that's negative or bad but it could be that what he has to say may not have a tachlis in itself as far as Yiddish and Yiddish growth, but as long as it's not a negative, he can bring people through the door, and this will give you an opportunity to meet new people. And so that's a, a, an avenue as well to build your adult education population.
0: Can you offer a piece of advice to a shliach about the delivery itself in a class?
1: Prepare very well and know your audience. Don't, don't start teaching deeper than your audience can handle. And are you clear yourself? Do you really understand what you're about to teach? Do you understand it well? Always try to think through the questions that your type of students are going to ask you and be prepared on them.
0: Do you think having a proper adult education aspect of your Chabad House can help a shliach be more successful in the fundraising and sort of being the rabbi for the fundraiser, which so many times it happens the other way around?
1: This is like a question that would probably have a different answer depending which shliach you ask. I can only answer that for me specifically. I don't consider myself a great fundraiser. I've never been comfortable with the fundraising aspect of my shlichas. I do it because I have to do it. But adult education has opened up doors that would never have opened for me had it not been through adult education. Uh, I would say just about... 60 60 to 70% of my Balabatum, their first connection with us was through adult education. Uh, The dedicators of our buildings were people that mostly got involved because of adult education. So for me, the answer is absolutely adult education will lead to far greater fundraising.
0: Do you think it's not a good idea to have multiple classes going on in a small town um, where you're not getting large numbers, or do you think that you could still have multiple classes going on if each one is bringing a committed group of people and focusing on different topics.
1: And I think there should be some balance. It shouldn't be only one class. There should always be a choice, but don't do too many if, uh, if it's a very small town. Perhaps do two or three. One of them your wife can give, a class for women, and two of them you can give. And on different times, And perhaps you may want to do one afternoon class for people that can't come in the evenings. Uh, don't spread yourself too thin, but don't just offer one.
0: All right. Is there any last words of wisdom that you would like to share with Shulukim on this topic?
1: Yeah, I think that I would like to tell everyone is don't don't look at the numbers, at least not at first. You throw yourself into adult education. If one person shows up, if three people show up, be happy, because if you give a quality class, they're going to tell people about it. It's going to eventually grow. Don't Don't start off your program with focus on how many. Focus more on quality. Give something that you're proud of, it'll, it'll sell itself.
0: Thank you, Rabbi Ibriski, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatzlacha, and unique approach to building a center of Torah study. We really appreciate your time. Keep you're very welcome. Hatzlacha Rabba all. This is Doby Shapiro. I would like to give special thanks to the many Shluchim that continue to give feedback and ideas. It's thank to your ideas that that the Schlucken Podcast has been growing so successfully. So please keep them coming. Make it a great week.